And God said, let there be light. Now, how did he do that? He said it. He spoke it. Good morning, Christian America. What are you saying? What are you speaking this Monday as you get ready to start your week? Who are you influencing? Who are you encouraging? What are you doing? What are the words that you are uttering to speak into existence goodness? To speak into existence uh, words of encouragement, words of motivation, words of inspiration to your, to your family and to your friends and to your colleagues and your classmates. And those around you, are you speaking goodness into the world or are you being closet Christians? Are you hiding and kowtowing? Are you uh, succumbing to society and, and what they may or may not think of you? Let's talk about that today as we get ready to head into this week. Good morning, Christian America. So, good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American Community and the Christian American T-Shirt Company coming to you again on another glorious day. It's a Monday, so we're getting ready to start the week, and we want to do it right. We want, and, and how do we do that? Well, we do it with a dose of Scripture. We do it with a dose of motivation. We do it with a dose of godly-inspired messaging. Where do we find that at? It's very simple. We find it in Scripture. And for those of you who noticed a different background behind me, that's because I'm traveling right now. We're traveling around through our, throughout our country and we're meeting new people. And it's uh, inspiring. It's inspiring to see so many people that get up every day and go to work and do the best that they can for themselves and their families and for those around them, for their communities. And how much they want to see we want to see our country turn back towards Christ. Our country move back towards coming together rather than being torn apart. They want to see our country on the pathway to a Christian-centric nation. They want to see our country and our, and our communities grow together stronger, come together stronger rather than be torn apart. By divisions of nonsense and I won't go into those divisions of nonsense because there are many of them but the, the biggest problem we have the biggest division we have I think within this country is, is where we've gone in relation to God because he's gone nowhere God is a fixture he has stayed steadfast from the from the dawn of time until the present it is only us that it continues to turn away from. It's only us that continues to be ashamed of him in public. It's only us that doesn't speak out and cry out for him. It's only us that doesn't seek his guidance and seek his works. It's only us that doesn't help our brothers and sisters, that, doesn't, that isn't compassionate to those around us. It's only us who doesn't live up to the standard that God calls us to. And first and foremost, and that's what we're gonna talk about today, the first and foremost way that we can speak on behalf of God is to actually speak. From the very beginning in Genesis, in the very first chapter of the very first book in the Holy Text, God creates all these things. He creates the heavens and the earth. But how does he create them? 
He speaks them into existence. He speaks them into existence. You know, Genesis 1-3 says, God said, God said, let there be light. In verse 6 he said, God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. In verse 9 it says, and God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place. God speaks these things into existence. It's the power of speech. It's the power of voicing yourself. God speaks these things into existence. You know, and if if you continue to uh, to look at chapter two and how God creates man to work on behalf of Him, and man creates. How do we create though? We can speak things into existence. We 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 speak it and we develop ideas based on that speech. All God-given. And with that ability to speak things into existence, we can create things ourselves. We we speak and, and we get ideas. And we speak and other people get ideas. And we speak in a way to move people around. And we create things and we grow things and we're able to do things, magnificent things, because we have that ability. The First Amendment to the Constitution of the United States specifically centers on the right to speech, the freedom to speak freely. People that do not have the right to speak freely are oppressed beyond uh, any imagination that we know in 2019 because it's the ability to speak freely and speak things into existence that is a gift that God has given us because it's a gift that he also has and how he created everything around us we have the ability to speak and create ideas and to do good works on behalf of him through these words that we speak through the ideas that are created from the words that we speak through the works that our hands and our feet do based on the ideas that are created after the words that we speak. It's imperative for any person, for any civilization, for any body of people, if they want to create things that have never been created, if they want to do things that have never been done, they have to have the freedom to speak on it. And when you, when, when someone else hinders that speech, if someone else tampers that speech, if some government uh, squashes that speech it's a bad thing because those new bright ideas can't happen we see that now around the world the countries that are able to speak freely and think freely and to come up with things freely they can create and they do uh, they lead the world in innovation and, and, and everything that we have going on but the countries that can't that can't speak freely they're living in the dark ages they're relying on on a handful of people to come up with all the ideas and that's just not a viable solution so that they continuously fall further and further back. So luckily we don't have, or at least we, we don't yet have, this problem in America with outside entities or other people stifling speech. But we have something more dangerous than that. 
One, it's not understanding what I just said in the power of speech. But the other thing is the, the act of self-censorship. When we are too ashamed of our own beliefs, when we are too ashamed of our own words, when we are too ashamed of our own ideas, either we don't feel confident in ourselves, or we don't feel confident that others will understand us, or if we don't feel confident that we're doing the right thing, or we don't feel com confident that if we said something or we say something that we might not offend someone. And so we censor ourselves. There is no entity. There is no government. There is no people. There is no king. There is no emperor that's uh, outlawing your speech. It's you. It's you that's outlawing your speech. It's you that is, that are, that is censoring yourself and the words that you speak. And it limits you. It limits your creation. It limits your ability. It limits your ability to influence those around you. It limits your ability to think out loud. It limits your ability to inspire those around you. It limits your ability to uh, enhance your own self. It's important that we speak the things that are on our minds. It's important that we speak the things that we think about, good, bad, or indifferent. And then listen to opposing points of view or confirming points of view and to think about the things that we believe and to gather in communities in which we talk about the things that we believe. That's what's required of you. And notice I didn't say that's what you should do. I said that's what's required of you. Why do I say that's what's required of you? Because if you turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul is telling the Corinthians exactly what's required of them. As servants of Christ and, and as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. That's you. Servants of Christ. First, I hope that's you. And if it is you, that you've been entrusted with the mysteries of God. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. You must prove faithful. You must do the things that God wants you to do. You must believe what God has done for us. You must believe that he has created man in his own image for certain things. And those certain things are to worship Him. Well, there's many of things, but the most important or some of the most important are to worship Him and to do good works on behalf of Him and helping your brothers and sisters, loving one another as you love yourself. Those are Jesus' two big commandments. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and spirit and love one another as you love yourself. So you're required to do these things. It is now required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. I care very little, this is important, I, I care very little if I am judged by you or any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. 
It is the Lord who judges me. It's the Lord who judges me. If you skip all the way down to verse 6, at the end of verse 6, he says, Then you will not be puffed up in being a follower of one of us over against the other. Don't worry about following me. Don't worry about following your pastor. Don't worry about following your priest. They may lead the organization around you. They may lead the organization that you are in. And hopefully they're saying the right words, the words that God wants them to say, inspired by Him. Hopefully they're doing the good works that God inspires them to do. Lord knows we, we, we pray that the more people that are doing that, the better. But this is the requirement on you. This is a requirement that you, as a believer, as a servant of God, live faithful and stand strong and come together in the community and do and say the words and the works that Christ would have you say and do. And if we censor ourselves, if we can't stand firm in the full armor of God, that Paul talks about in Ephesians. If you can't do that, if we won't do that, then we're hiding in the closet. We are going to be closet Christians. We are going to be uh, no better, no different than the followers or the supposed followers of Jesus as he walked this earth who came to him and said, Teacher, I've, I, I believe you, I follow you. I've done all that you've commanded me to do. What more can I do? And he says, sell your belongings and come follow me. And the rich man can't do that. He doesn't do it. The, the, the other man who comes to Jesus and says, let me go bury my father. And Jesus says, let the dead bury their own. Come follow me. And he gets sad. And he can't do that. Because we're putting priorities ahead of Christ. And when we put our own priorities ahead of Christ, then we start to censor ourselves. We put ourselves in a little Christian box. And that little Christian box is either in the church, or it's in our own house, or it's in our own room, or it's only with the one or two people that I can, that can actually discuss scripture with because I'm scared of what people will say. I'm scared of other people judging me. We're a bunch of... We're a bunch of closet Christians. We can talk about Christ, but we can't do it very loud. Somebody might hear us. And if somebody hears us, I don't know, I don't want to put it on, I don't want to put it on video. I don't want to, I don't want to try to start a podcast. I don't, I don't want to talk about people. I don't want to speak in church because, you know, uh, somebody may mention it to me outside of church and then, then I'll have to explain my beliefs. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too... Uh, sure about what I believe and I, I can't make too too good of an argument to, about it because because I haven't read scripture and I, you know I'm not you know I believe but I, I'm, I'm not really uh, uh, that, that much into it and I'm kind of worried about it. we have to stop being closet Christians after Jesus had risen from the dead came to his apostles told them that he was going to send the Holy Spirit down and it descended to heaven what did they do? They still didn't get the message. They were closet Christians. 
They were scared to speak out. They were scared to be judged. They were scared to be persecuted. They were, they were scared to be mocked. And so here you have all the apostles sitting in the upper room behind locked doors, four walls, being closet Christians. And it takes the Holy Spirit to come down upon them, to give them the strength that they know, to give them the inspiration that they, that they had afterward, to inspire them, to motivate them, to give them a full heart, to speak. What did they do? They spoke in different tongues. And they spoke in the, in the tongues of all the others around so that they all heard in their own language God speaks to us all at a level that we can comprehend intellectually and then linguistically. God speaks all languages. It's important that you understand that your words matter. Your words matter. How do we know that? Because since the very beginning in Genesis, God spoke you into existence and you create by speaking out loud. Inspiring ideas, those ideas inspire works. And where does it all come from? From God. And so when you limit your speech, you limit His influence on your speech. Remember Moses' problem. Why didn't Moses want to take the mantle and do what God tells him to do because he says you know God I can't speak I don't speak well but God used him anyway when the apostles were worried about what they would say when the time of their persecution came when the time of their trial came what did Jesus say when it's time don't worry about what you will say because it won't be you saying it it'll be the spirit speaking through you Words matter, ladies and gentlemen. Words matter in 2019. And when we hide ourselves and we hide our speech, we hide the gifts of God. We hide the ideas that God would have us enact in this earth, on this earth, in this space, in this year, right now. So as you go out into the world today, speak goodness into existence. Speak compassion into existence. Speak the word of God as you know it. And if you don't know it well, read scripture. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees.com. All one word. Pick yourself up a Christian American tea and all American made Christian American tea like the one that I have on right now. Hashtag Row life. That's right. Because again, if we don't speak what we are about, then silence, my friends, is acceptance. And so when you're silent in the way that the world is going, then you accept the way that it is. It's only when you speak out do others understand where you come from. And then they gain strength from your motivation. They gain strength from your stance, from your outspokenness. When you are outspoken, it encourages others to be outspoken. And if we're all outspoken and on behalf of Christ and his message and his word and, his, and our beliefs that all life should be respected, you go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself a hashtag pro-life tea or tank or sweatshirt or hoodie. 
pick yourself up a Christian American hat and let the world know that you are a Christian American. You put Christ first and you love this country. And it's important that you speak out on, uh, on behalf of both of those so that you don't get forgotten, so that people remember that you're here and they gain strength. Our communities, our community gains strength. You can also contribute to the Christian American community by going to, to uh, the our YouTube channel, Good Morning Christian America YouTube channel, every morning, or click the subscribe button. That way you get notified when, uh, when we put out a new podcast. You can go to Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and subscribe to the Good Morning Christian America podcast, and you'll get a text message or a notification on your phone each and every time that our, a new podcast uh, is out, is released. And, and that way you can keep track of all this good Christian American uh, content that we put out. You can also go to Christian American to the Christian American Community Facebook page where we post most of our videos, uh, others, other videos that aren't uh, necessarily podcasts. And we post, uh, you know, Bible verses of the day and news articles that are important to Christian Americans across this country and a variety of content. You're going to want to go to our Facebook page. Uh, it's also available on our parlor page, on our uh, Twitter page, on our Instagram page. So nearly every social media platform, at least the, the large ones, we're on there too. Uh, search for us, like us, follow us, subscribe to us. And that way you can stay abreast of all the Christian American content that comes your way. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Wednesday as we continue our journey down the New Testament for a little bit of uh, biblical education through the book of Matthew is where we're still on. Uh, make sure you guys tune in because you're going to want to hear uh, Wednesday's message straight out of the Gospel of Matthew. And so... Uh, as you get into the week this week and you make your way to your friends and your family and your uh, colleagues and your classmates and your uh, companies and businesses or wherever it is that you're going today, remember to speak God's words into existence. Remember to speak on behalf of Him and inspire others around you to do the same because that way we can all gain, gain strength. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Wednesday, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.